Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth. Shane Douglas is the man who ignites the new flame of the sport of professional wrestling. The era of the franchise. The era of the ECW. Connection Podcast Network listeners, welcome back to the most extreme and Auschwitz violence you'll ever experience. I am JT. Joining me, as always, are Matt Jenny. How are you guys doing? Feeling extremely disrespectful tonight, JT. Oh. Look, I've never been respectful, so this is just the day that ends in Y for me. Oh, hardcore. Mm. Even though it's a matter of respect, you can't even muster enough to be respectful. <laughs> never. And my name's right in the title, Matter. It's right there. That's true. Yes. <laughs> is that what Matter's for? Yeah. Matter Souza. <laughs> I guess to be Matter Souza. If you're there you go. Matter Souza. Yeah, I don't pronounce ours. That's right. <laughs> uh, so I apologize for my voice. It sounds like I ate some of Axel Rotten's broken glass that he's using. <laughs> I'm going as Ed Orgeron his, uh, for uh, Halloween, so I had to get the Perfect. costume ready. <laughs> But anyway, here we are. Uh, so this is episode 52. Very exciting to be here because we have a big special event that we've been building toward. That is a matter of respect. 1996. Uh, you guys feeling good heading into this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. A lot, of, uh, a lot of interesting stuff on this show going into it. So curious to see how it turns out. Yeah, we've had all these um, weeks of recap <laughs> uh, from the last show. So... We are um, fully, fully ready for some disrespect. All right. Well, <clears throat> let's see if we're respectful or not. We have a very cordial formal open for tonight's show to kick us off on the home videotape. And we waste no time starting progress of our opener with El Puerto Ricano and Damian Kane brawling on the floor. Joey says the match so far has had a, been a Sabu tribute. And right on cue, in comes Sabu. And he dives into both men on the floor, gets a pop, and then puts Damian through a table. And that's how we get going. Uh, so I, I, this is, again, kind of one of those usual openers, I think, for the tape and uh, for the show to get the crowd fired up. Sometimes we'll get Sandman in the spot, but here we get Sabu. Yeah. Not... Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, g- yeah, good way to start the show. Uh, hot start. The crowd absolutely loved it. Give them a Sabu fix right out of the gate. Makes perfect sense. So get the crowd molten hot to start. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I wish I'd seen like the rest of that, um, but or the first part of it. We kind of like join it in progress, but um, which is a cool way to open it. But and then Sabu's got his pants looking like you know one of those car visors like you put in your windshield to like <laughs> yes. block the sun, <laughs> like the foil. I have one of those in my trunk. Looks exactly like Sabu's pants, so I pop for that. But this was fun. There's a good chance he just took one out of someone's car in South Could Philly. Could be, you know, that guy's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, that does bring us to our openers. Damian Kane is back out, and he's teaming with Dangerous Devin Storm to take on the Dudley Boys. Kane is introduced from Bad Street, USA. The clown gave him come up with his own fake streets. <laughs> Joey says he's the godfather, or excuse me, grandfather of Extreme. It says he looks like Lou Albano. <laughs> we get the usual Dudley crew ringside as Bubba and Devon will be working the match itself. Bubba does a stuttering, then calls out. Uh, Lady Alexandra's big tits. Uh, Damien wants to throw down right away. We get a big she's a ho chant as Storm calms Kane down. Lady Alexandra puts on Bubba's glasses and seduces him in the corner, but Kane attacks. We get going. 
The Dudleys make a quick comeback. We get rolling as Storm. Hot shots Devon across the railing while Bubba destroys Kane with a chair, beats him with the big clubbing blows. Joey says they don't swing chairs like that. WCW, do they, Devin Storm? All four keep rolling on the floor, all strikes and chair shots. We clip ahead where Devon mashes Storm with a big flying forearm. Clip ahead again as Storm and Kane are now in control, working over Bubba. We get a six spot where Bubba backdrops Storm out of the ring, and he slams into DW in his wheelchair. <laughs> poor, poor DW. <laughs> Eternally feel bad for him. Uh, but that was just a wild spot, a wild bump for uh, DW to take. <laughs> Fucking sitting in the chair unprotected. The bodies continue to fly as Bubba dives out of the ring at the Storm, smashes him with a chair. Poor DW is rolling on the floor. Devon pounds on Kane, but Storm smacks him with a chair off the top. We get a funny bit where all four dives, guys dive for a chair at the same time, but Devon gets it, which is worst-case scenario for everyone involved. <laughs> and he loads the usual barrage of insanely stiff chair shots. Bubba tries to talk some stents to Devon. Devon says, fuck you, and just levels him with the chair to booze. And then he hits the ref, too, for the DQ. Uh, just such an asshole, Devon is. Bubba and Devon argue and shove around after the match. And that's sad. Just a wild car wreck to get us going. No flow, no story. Just guys flying around, whacking each other with chairs. Probably a little too long. Uh, with the weird ending we got, and and obviously he's just here to push the story of the Dudley's issues with Devon. Gonna eventually, you would think, push Bubba and the others to the brink of snapping. But right now, they're still kind of holding the line. Uh, Kane and Storm pick up an unlikely win, and I feel bad for Devon Storm. I feel like he's here to solely take shots at WCW. That's what we've seen so far. <laughs> uh, but Jed, I went two stars on this. Um, I would say two stars as well. Um, I I like. <sighs> I like Lady Alexandra, but, like, I wish they would give her something else to do besides, like, giving Bubba Ray a, a Woody, according to the crowd, that they chant loudly at him that he has a Woody. Um, you know, I, I don't really, I don't want to think about Bubba Ray's penis at all, so <laughs> mm-hmm. I prefer... I would prefer to not do that. Uh, the wheelchair spot was fun, though. I like Joey saying, don't confuse uh, Devon and Devin. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> that's likely to fucking happen mm-hmm. in this match. Devon is insane. Um, everybody but him and Storm a little bit like uh, look fat and slow and stupid. Um, I liked them all for going for the chair. That was pretty good. And then, goddamn, this is what you gotta do to get DQ'd in ECW is just just hammer the ref with a fucking chair. Um, but I, I didn't mind the end of this. Uh, I didn't mind uh, the granddaddy of extreme picking up a win <laughs> for once. So, uh, kick his ass, Bubba. Chance at the end. What are we doing? Two stars, Maddie. Yeah, uh, I went two stars on it, too. Uh, Lady Alexandria just falling out of that top. My mm-hmm. that cloth was fucking screaming. It was being stretched so tight. Uh, Bubba was his, uh, my name is Big Tits. I thought that was very funny. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I like that this started as a wild brawl, but it eventually turned into a, a, a regular tag for a minute or two. Like it was a nice change of pace as opposed to the wild brawls we've been seeing. Uh, the unclipped match apparently went 14 minutes in 10 seconds which jt said is way too goddamn long for the type of match they had here but uh for what it was it was uh decent enough and again devon just destroying people with chairs again just absolutely disgusting so yeah decent enough so two stars for me what are the odds matt you could walk into the portuguese american club on a sunday out in fall river and find lady alexandra hanging out oh uh, that's that i would say 85 90 percent What's her Fall River rating? <clears throat> oh, God. Uh, I'd, I'd have to check my file. All right. All right. Get back She's going to be a Fall River 13 at least. Yeah, that's probably, Off honestly. Yeah, really. <coughs> Broke the scale. All right. All right. Our next match on the docket is Axel Rotten and Hack Myers, kind of the ECW stalwart team, taking on our favorite Italians, the full-blooded Italians, J.T. Smith and Little Guido. And, of course, that means it is fully time for our Italian Lesson of the Week. And 
I promised you guys I'd step up the game a little bit this mm-hmm. episode after mm-hmm. I got called to the carpet for going a little soft <laughs> previously. So I went back to our former uh, co-host here, John D'Amato, iconic Italian that he is, and uh, you know I said let's work on this together, let's workshop some ideas. And tonight's word is stunad. Stunad. If I say this, is this going to get me banned anywhere? No, you're good. Okay. All right. Stunad. Which means a stupid or crazy person out of touch with reality. <laughs> Look at this fucking Stunad. Expects these prices to be super low, but they're going to be high due to inflation. <laughs> Sounds like uh, like uh, some a lawyer or something. Hi, I'm Stunad. You can Stunod. find me over it. <laughs> Stunad and Associates. <laughs> That's definitely going to be my Italian lawyer. I can think of exactly who that is, too. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. This fucking Stunad. At some point, I'm going to ask you to use all of them in one giant sentence. Yeah. Uh, I'll be absent. Look at this fucking Stunad and this other fucking Stugats. (laughs) A lot of stews going around in the Italian language. (laughs) All right, so out come the FBI. Guido does his usual shadow boxing. I think both guys look great here physically. They're both in really good shape. (laughs) JT has really come a long way. Uh, Ryan and Meyer is a pretty natural team. And honestly, surprised it took them this long to do it Mm -hmm. as a unit. Get a bunch of stalling, and then Smith and Guido tease leaving because the crowd is all over them. They return after agreeing to rent the Rocky movies after the match. (laughs) Smith grabs a mic. He's mumbling. Can't understand what the fuck he's saying. JT and Ron finally lock up. We get going. We get some trading of offense, some stalling blended in as well. JT and Guido eventually bail out again, argue with the fans. We clip ahead to Hack working over Guido, hitting some shot punches and a big elbow. Guido then ends up on top of Hack, and JT grabs his hands for leverage, and they steal the win. This was nothing. Literally, I was just over stalling and a quick clip of the finish. So just it was almost like highlights of the match, not even the match itself. But it is good heat building and character work for the FBI. Which I appreciate. So Matt, I just gave it a quarter star for what we saw. But really, again, it was just highlights. Yeah, uh, I went dud on it because it was highlights. And the highlights weren't all that good. Uh, this match, much like the previous one, too long, apparently went 1045. Now, I'm all for giving matches time. But come the fuck on. Did this need to go 11 minutes? My lord. I mean, all the stalling and they moved at a, a glacial pace. uh yeah, just not much more to add. So, a uh, big time dud for me. Wow, look at that! A lot of balls on Maddie. Um, <laughs> you know, I gave it the half a star. I mean, I did not realize it was clipped quite that much. I did not know this was eleven minutes of this, but um, I guess that is helpful. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, all those the fucking intros and the stalling. I mean, like parts is funny, like with Guido and and JT. But like, come on, like mm. you don't need this much time to do this stick. Well, like leaving the ring, coming back, arguing with fans. Like it's fun, but like you know, just kind of wrap it up, wrap it up. Much like my analysis of this match. So um. The crowd, bunch of dicks, sing goodbye to them. I love that. Um, <laughs> stupid, cheating, messy, sloppy finish. I would expect nothing more from these Guidos. So, but I still, you know, whatever. Give them half a star. You think they rented all the Rocky movies? Of course. It's very relatable. I, I watch Rocky Four at least once a week. So, yeah. Honorary Italian. All right, next up, we have a triple threat match three-way dance for the ECW World Heavyweight title as Raven is here to defend against Sandman and Pitbull 2. Raven, Blue Meanie, Stevie, and the Meanie Babe head to the ring. We get the full routine as Blue Meanie strips off his chaps, poses as Stevie does the diesel pose behind him. Joey Styles says Shawn Michaels is posing a Playgirl on October, and maybe Meanie could be in the next three after that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Stevie and Meanie stripped out of their underwear for some reason. These guys are completely going off the fucking deep end. <laughs> Raven just sits in the corner and watches it all. Joey says he's going to be separated from his dinner watching Babe and Meanie canoodle in the ring. <laughs> of course, uh, even better if you had the real music because Raven's theme is keeping separated. So I think mm-hmm. that was a joke. Mm-hmm. 
Francine <laughs> leads the Pitbulls to the ring. Pitbull 1 has his arm in a sling, so Pitbull 2 has uh, his head wrapped up, courtesy of the Eliminators attack back on Long Island that we discussed in our last episode. Samba does the full entrance with Missy and Scorpio in a very interesting three-way title match here. Joey says there'll be a lot of traffic at ringside during this one. <laughs> the entrances and intros take a while here. <laughs> really drawing it out. Pitbull 2 dominates early with power strikes until he whiffs on a clothesline and barrels into the ropes. Raven takes down Sandman for two, goes out to brawl Pitbull 2. <clears throat> Pitbull comes in and eats a nasty cane shot from Sandman and then a chair from Raven. They keep pummeling him, dueling with weapons with each other. Crazy sequence as Pitbull 2 shrugs that all off and his clotheslines the two of them over the top to a big pop. Pitbull 2 mashes both guys on the floor and into the crowd, really crushing Raven with chair shots. Sandman comes out with a cane to turn the tide. Back inside, Pitbull 2 dodges the cane and Sandman eventually catches him with a hard shot. The bodies are flying, crashing everywhere with no regard for safety as usual. Insanity. As all three guys end up on the floor, Pitbull 2 whips them both to the railing, but he gets backdropped into the crowd. Pitbull 2 gets a near fall on Raven with a tiger bomb, and then a near fall on Sandman with a power slam. Raven gets dropped with a double gourd buster, and then a double clothesline sandwich. The ref gets wiped out. Pitbull 2 gets a visual pin on Sandman, but Scorpio and Pitbull 1 come in. They start fighting. Scorpio takes him to the floor. They brawl out there. In comes Stevie, puts Raven on top of Sandman, but that doesn't end up going anywhere. Pitbull 2 sets up a table on the top, puts Sandman up there, uh, but the table and Sandman both fall to the floor, which could be really bad <laughs> for both Sandman and the fans that were nearby because the table just flips up and into the floor. Pitbull 2 loads him back on top. It's a sick super back suplex. It just folds Sandman in half, mm. but the ref is still out of it, so he can't count. Very ugly spot. Sandman hits a top rope leg drop, but Raven fucks his own leg on the way down, and he's hurting. Uh, I'm sorry, he tries on a Raven, but Sandman fucks his own leg up on the way down. Sandman has a double cane low blow and hammers away. Raven helps load Sandman up. Pitbull 2 hits a super bomb, uh, but as he covers, Raven loads the boot and punts Pitbull 2 in the head and eliminates him to leave us with Sandman and Raven. Francine comes in. We get a big cat fight with her, Meanie Babe, and Missy. <clears throat> this thing starts to get wild. Pitbull 2 has a really good showing in there. Elevated and well in this match. He hung right in, but they head out. Sandman heats up, hits some close near falls and roll-ups, then a DDT. Stevie comes in and super kicks Raven by accident for an awesome near fall. I thought that was great. Mm -hmm. Sandman fetches the guardrail, brings it inside, and drops holds Raven into it. The crowd is fucking lit. Sandman smashes him with the railing. Raven blocks a suplex and shoves Sandman on the railing and then finishes him off with a DDT onto it. Sandman canes meeting after the match. And then the Pitbull super bomb, and then they all celebrate with a drink and some respect hugs. Samus says he's always sharing his women, so he gives Misty to Pitbull too, and they make out. Francine comes in, and she brawls up Misty until everyone breaks it up. Samus pissed about the treatment of his gift, so very short-lived friendship here with the Pitbulls. <laughs> so I found this to be actually a little sluggish at times, uh, but I thought it really picked up down the stretch. It was filled with some hard offense, some big-time weapon shots, some good chaos, too, without causing a lot of confusion. And I thought the ending was real good. I thought all three looked strong. So it was a fun match. If it had a better start, I think it could have uh, popped even more. But as is, I win three stars as Raven escapes with his belt, Jenny. So out of all of the absurd intros uh, of these three groups, which one is the most extra? Um, it's... It's like a toss-up, I and mean, they're—they're all—they all get all the time, <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. I might lean Sandman just because of Missy. Yeah. Um, but they all yeah, get. Yeah, definitely Sandman because just the entrance alone. Right. Yeah. Enter yeah. Sandman's like a six-minute song, and yeah. usually you see the, <laughs> usually the entrance, you see you hear the end of it. So. Pour on the beer on the tits, yeah. All <laughs> yeah. Um, but I really, I, I really like this match. Um agree that it takes them a little bit um they just kind of meander a little bit i like raven's big plasha to the, from over the top rope to the floor uh, that seemed a little bit uncharacteristic of him um to to do a big flying spot like that um uh i really like when um they do uh the elimination the first one um the, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> Sloppy ass super bomb uh, into the 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 boots to the head. It was real well done, you know. I just thought it looked good, and Raven looked good doing it. And um, I liked the the cat fight in the middle of the match, and then it really picked up from there with the awesome pinfall attempts. Um, the railing, yes, I'm always gonna pop for railing. Samuel was real pissed. Uh, when he brought that in, and then he was he was super drunk during this match too. <laughs> Like, 
a little bit more than usual, maybe. Um, I really like the end with the fun drinking segment. Um, Francine getting pissed about Missy making out with her boys. So, dude, all this was for me. Three and a half stars, Maddie. Yeah, uh, I am at three stars for this. Again, like you guys said, a little sluggish. But uh, I, I thought it was pretty good for what it was. Uh, I always like Sandman's jumping cane shot that he does to the outside. Um, yeah, a lot of near, near falls happening. I, I, I liked all the near falls. The thing that kind of bugged me, and I'm curious to see what you guys thought, and it's kind of nitpicky on my end, I think, but like it's an elimination match. So why would they break up each other's pins? I don't know. What did you right. guys think about that? That kind of, I don't know, kind of took yeah. me out of it a little bit. I'll tell you, as someone who's watching every single Royal Rumble entrance ever for a podcast, there are some logic stuff like that. A lot of matches, it gets real frustrating. And, like, you see it a lot in the Rumbles where, like, why are guys saving other guys when right. the, the plan should be, right, to try and get everyone, as many people out as you can. Mm-hmm. And I think that applies here, too. Like, it makes no sense. Right. Uh, it's not like they're working together the whole match. I guess you could say, like, if, if they had a plan to work together and then... Uh, he wants his help to eliminate him, but not really. It's not really how it's portrayed. So mm-hmm. the only thing you can explain and say is like, it's just guys aren't used to this match. It's yeah. Like right. a natural reaction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's the only way to really explain it. So, I mean, it, it kind of took me out of it a little bit, but I, I still think the match was good for what it was. Uh, and, you know, I, I know that with Sandman, some level of sloppiness is understood, but I, I feel like he was kind of on another level of sloppiness yeah. Yeah. with the, was... the, the falling out of the table and fucking up his knee on the leg, on the top rope leg drop. Like, my goodness. But uh, I, I think it was really good for the type of match that it was. Uh, the crowd was molten hot for the Raven Sandman finals, and uh, that really helped to the end of it. The DDT mm-hmm. on the guardrail was sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so uh, three stars for me. Another good outing for Raven. I... You know, I like to see a focused Sandman. Like, we've seen him before, you know, like, be, like, surprisingly good in ring, you know, uh-huh. and, like, uh-huh. like, like, really able to hang, like, wrestle. But this is not that. Um, <laughs> but also, I also like this. So, right. Um, it's interesting that it's, it's this, it's, uh, versatile. It's kind of come along with the change of manager. Like, he was more focused with woman. Yes. Because she was like a taskmaster kind of, right? And kind of dommed him. Uh, whereas Missy's kind of like sloppy and messy. and she You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's into it just being like a fucked wow. up bar brawl versus like trying to be the best, right? Um, so I don't, I don't know if they meant to do it that way, but it seems like that's when the shift happened. I would agree with that. So we'll see how long Raven continue to eke out these wins and remain as world champion. All right, let's go to our next matchup as Chris Jericho Lionheart takes on Mikey Whiprack, and this should be a good one. Mm-hmm. Joey says Jericho is the last survivor of the Hard Dungeon. Joey talks up Mikey's ECW legacy as we get going. Jericho controls early, grounding Mikey and laying in some nice stiff kicks. Mikey comes back with a nice drop kick in the corner, works Jericho down, and grabs a Muda lock. Jericho works free, grabs a vertical suplex for two, follows with a spin kick. Jericho gets two on a slingshot splash and folds Mikey over with a big power bomb for two. They both fight to the top, but Jericho shoves Mikey off as he flies down into the steel. They spill to the crowd where Jericho piles chairs on Mikey, bashes him with one, and heads off. Mikey makes it back in, but Jericho slams him down and gets a top rope splash for two. He goes up again, but this time he eats a boot on the way down, and Mikey follows with a rocker dropper for a near fall. We go back outside where Mikey dumps Jericho to the crowd, flies off the apron into him with a somersault senton dive. Back inside, Mikey gets a top rope clothesline for a near fall, hits a top rope Frank and Mikey for two. Jericho comes back with a fisherman buster, hits a lion salt for two. Mikey comes back, gets another Frank and Mikey for an air fall, with neither guy giving in at this point. Jericho gets two on a full Nelson German into a bridge, but Mikey comes back with a drop kick into a chair, gets a close near fall in a la mahi straw. Jericho runs into a boot, but crotches Mikey on top, and hits a top rope double underhook suplex to pick up the win. After the match, they embrace and show some respect. It was a really hard-fought battle. Both, uh, lots of good, good near falls by both guys. Never say die. Never slow down. Mikey, of course, always shows up in these spots, and Jericho kept hanging until he could steal the win. Uh, the crowd, of course, is all pro Mikey, so not really super into Jericho knocking him off, uh, but it was hard to uh, discredit the win. So, uh, really good stuff, Matt. With three and a quarter, this is kind of a match you don't hear much about, but but was really really good. 
I I was going to say the same thing, much like Sabu Mikey uh, that we've watched previously, another match from Mikey's uh, repertoire that you do not hear about. Uh, I went three and three quarters on this. I really like this a whole lot. Just great spots. <laughs> left and right. I mean, the the pop up Frank and Mikey was mm-hmm. unbelievable. That he uh, Jericho catches him with the the finish was really good. Uh, I I do need to make mention on a side note. Uh, the guy in the crowd wearing a shirt that I noticed that says uh quote blow me. Um, <laughs> where where can one buy that? If, if someone knows, I, I would like to acquire. South Philly. Uh, yeah, apparently. 1996. I, I think that's the slogan for South Philly. Just I think that's me. the storyline of Hot Todd Time Machine 2. Is the way to back <laughs> South Philadelphia. <laughs> Buy that but, shirt. Yeah, j- just just a great match. Uh, another great match. Another great match for Mikey. I'm curious to see uh, where Jericho goes from here. Uh, you know, things could get interesting for him. We'll see. But uh, yeah, three and three quarters for me. I love that rating. Uh, I cannot believe. No, I'm going to start calling him Noista, Matt Sousa. (laughs) Call me Matty Sousa Flakes. (laughs) I can't believe somebody gave a Mikey match uh, more stars than I did. Wow. Mm, um, Now I'm rethinking my entire life. But uh, (laughs) this is just like, you know, it's perfect Mikey stuff. Like, he is so amazing. Like, I'm always going to say how amazing it is. He has always been watching him become this. Like he's he's like um like the respect match, you know. Like little Mikey is like making Chris Jericho like during this hidden gem. I'm sorry, it's a hidden gem. Mm-hmm. Everybody should go watch it. Um, uh, it's just it, it builds really well. Like they start on the mat, they try the submissions. Uh, Mikey does good, like just evasion. Like he just tries to get the fuck out of the way, and Jericho will spill all over the ring and bump for him. So, um, but then it starts getting harder and harder. Um, and then they start getting in the crowd, they start getting in the front row. Um, start <laughs> the Frank and Mikey was awesome. Uh, then he's kicking out of the fucking lion saw. Um, the near falls were amazing. Superplex amazing. Great win. Like, it's just, it was an awesome match. Um, I, I, I really have, I always love when they do the respect handshake, you know, hand raise at the end. Mikey always deserves it. And Jericho did it. And I really liked it. And it fits in with our theme of this of this show. So I'm sticking with my three and a half, although I do want to give it more stars. I mean, I feel like Mikey's definitely one of the guys I've learned the most of, like watching this, obviously, but yes. I didn't see it a ton. And I, I feel like he's a guy you don't get like a lot of comps of or like highlight video, like, but God, every show it's like three plus star match. It's like, I don't know how many gems are hidden of his, but there's everywhere. Like he just never, ever is below three unless it's designed to be like a like a, a chunk match or something mm-hmm. you know what i mean but like anything that of any caliber he hangs with and i just always thought he was more like a kind of a gimmicky guy mm-hmm. and not even mm-hmm. a gimmick but like i thought he was just more of the the underdog guy who kind of stole wins like a like a rich man's power which i guess i don't know like right like we kind of i didn't know he became like a fucking work rate elite guy and right. you know and there with all these legends like going toe to toe so it's been super impressive to watch him grow because Jenny, he's one of the few guys since the beginning uh-huh. that, that has been here for us, right? Like him, Dreamer, Sandman. Like, there's a few, but uh, he, he's one of them that we've got to see every. He's almost on every episode, you know, mm-hmm. without fail since since he first kind of popped up in '94. The only thing I would say right now in '96 is that storyline-wise, he's not doing a ton. Like, mm-hmm. there's some implied stuff, like with these matches that are amazing, like. You know, he has like big respect matches. He doesn't have dirt matches anymore, right? So they're not going to give him like a dirt storyline. It wouldn't make right. sense. So it's like, but he's not doing any promos. He's not talking at all. And I miss that. I do miss that part of Mikey. So right. that really since the cactus stuff. I mean, that's yeah, pretty hmm. much. Since I fully would love left. to like, see he, him on a Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like. He's almost like the old man on campus. Like this, like public academy yeah. left, cactus left, 
so like those are the guys he ran with right and now they're they're all kind of gone and yeah he does feel like a man uh he's almost become like a gatekeeper for the promotion like yeah, yeah. He, he takes on any newcomers or guys working their way up or whatever else you almost put them through the <clears throat> the paces to see if they can hang mm-hmm. which i like that but i would kind of just want to hear from him more right yeah no i i think i, I think a storyline i think he's due mm-hmm. uh now it feels like longer for us, right? Because we did the Foley episode like right. <laughs> way before our hiatus, pretty much. So, um, it, it feels like it's been a while since he's been in a feud, but it has been, you know, we're into May now, right? So it's it's been a while um, mm-hmm. since we've seen something from him. So, because uh, that would have been what March with the Foley stuff. So big X stream batch. Well, we'll see if he picks anything up soon. Okay. All right, ne- next up is a very interesting match as Shane Douglas, the franchise, takes on Two Cold Scorpio. And, uh, of course, Douglas has had uh, stated he has no interest in winning the TV title. This is about respect. <laughs> uh, the title's on the line, but it's about respect. And, of course, that's the, uh, the name of our show <laughs> stemmed from that matter of respect. Uh, Douglas is fucking ripped here, too. Like, this yes! guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> he is on a fucking mission. Like, yes. he left... Went to WWF, got embarrassed and humiliated, and, you know, came back here. Mm-hmm. And I think some people, you know, I know I've kind of been the pro Shane Douglas guy at the show a lot, but some people could have <clears throat> taken that and said, fuck it. Like, all right, that was my chance. I'm just going to come back here and slum it. I know I can get paid and get a pop and just kind of have okay matches, you know, whatever. But he came back, like, to prove a fucking point <laughs> that yeah. the WWF fucked up and that mm-hmm. the click buried him. And he could have been something there and he got hosed and he came back and got in ridiculous shape and he's been cutting great promos and having yep. great matches. And yep. Like he's here to show that he's a star and you may think ECW is a small pond and he's a big fish, but he's here to make ECW a big pond and be the big fish in it. Like that's, you could tell he's completely locked in on a mission to do these things upon his return. I think he wanted to do it before, but he's like even more motivated now. Mm-hmm. And it's been impressive because uh, he looks great. Uh, all right. So titles on the line. Out comes Scorpio dancing solo. Uh, looking thick as always. Good <laughs> intros. Uh, Scorpio grabs a dirty F shirt from a fan and taunts Shane with it. Joey says Shane noted that being the Dean was worse than being a dynamic dude. We get a pretty measured start with feeling out. Scorpio grabs a leg and starts to work it. We get a brief razor chant from the crowd to troll Shane. Shane gets a second of control, but Scorpio takes him back down with an arm bar. Shane works up and now he grabs the arm. Very methodical start. Grabs a short arm clothesline as Joey talks through each man's title histories, <clears throat> as well as Shane's defeating Scorpio to become the first ECW champion. They trade some offense from there as Shane gets a butterfly suplex, but Scorpio goes out to regroup. Scorpio returns, but eats a chair as he seems out of sorts. Shane kicks away, dumps Scorpio to the floor, meets him with a cross body block. Shane just chucks Scorpio into the railing, hits a slingshot suplex, and he's hurting. Really nasty spot. Into the crowd we go as Douglas empties a random cooler and smashes Scorpio with a bottle of water and then a frying pan and some punches. Scorpio comes back with a crutch. They amble back to ringside where Shane hits a fucking gross release powerbomb on the floor. Just mm. nasty. Just fucking spiked him out there on the concrete. Scorpio crawls, crawls back in and lands a knee in a low blow to buy himself some time. He smacks Shane with a chair that whacks him with it again. Scorpio hits a springboard soccer kick to knock Shane outside. Follows with a perfect moonsault off the apron. And that drives Shane into the railing. Scorpio puts Shane on a table. And uh, Shane slips off, goes around it, around the ring in stealth mode and nails Scorpio from behind. Joey says Shane is sneaky and manipulative. Scorpio gets a bridge and roll up for two. Scorpio goes up, but Shane drop kicks him and hits a springboard knee lift that knocks Scorpio off the top onto the table. Back inside, Shane gets a nice delayed corkscrew vertical suplex for a near fall. Shane misses a dive off the top. Scorpio levels him with a super kick. And then it's a beautiful moonsault off the top. Mm. But as usual... Picks up Shane during the count. I don't know what this fucking guy's issue is, but he's never gotten over it. It's been two years now. It's been costing him matches. Still fucking it up. Scorpio goes back up. It's a perfect Scorpio splash, but again, doesn't cover and dances instead. Hits a twisting leg drop, but again, doesn't cover. Shane gets up and gets a back suplex into a bridge for two. Shane gets a fisherman suplex for two. Goes to belly to belly, but Scorpio blocks it to a urinagi for two. We have five minutes left in the time limit as Scorpio tries to top rope her and Karana, but Shane counters into a super power bomb for a close near fall. Scorpio hits a super kick, but goes up top and Shane meets him there, hits him with a super belly to belly and wins the television title. 
Shane grabs the mic after it says he was beaten the best. He has beaten the best of the sport. He had a six month vacation to hell. And tonight he can stand here and say he's been in with Steamboat, Funk, Guerrero, Malenko, Benoit, sitting in a locker room with all the guys that know hardcore wrestling. He's worked with Paul Heyman, Todd Gordon and wrestling with the best fucking in the best fucking building of the planet. Douglas shakes Scorpio's hand, says he thinks he's the greatest in the world. But Scorpio is a step even above him. There's been a long lineage of TV champions at the top of the list of Scorpio. Scorpio's in tears as they shake hands again. Shane says he's been on a long trek to take the cartoon out of the sport. And Scorpio's helped show that to WF and WCW. Tonight, he wants to show everyone watching all the old bastards in Atlanta and the 205-pound punks in Stanford what respect is all about. Yeah, Scorpio to show what respect is by strapping the belt on Shane's waist. Scorpio holds the belt up high, straps it on him as the crowd boos. But then Scorpio hits Shane in the back of the head with it, drops him with a front pile driver, Puts the belt on Shane, puts the chair on his face, and smashes him with a top rope leg drop. That looked like it fucking hurt. So Shane Douglas, our new television champion. A really good finish. I love the time limit tease. Just saw a brilliant thing that ECW is smart enough to do, right? Like, we always hear five minutes remaining, ten minutes remaining, mm-hmm. and you know it's going to be a time limit draw probably. But here, mm-hmm. they say it, and then there's a pin pretty much right after. So I thought that was really well done. Scorpio had it won, of course, but fucked around as usual. Uh, but I thought this was great, honestly. It was a heavyweight fight. It was minimal weapons. It was big bombs, ebb and flow. I thought it started slow, but and the crowd kind of in and out. But once it got cranking, everything felt important. It felt like it really mattered to both guys. And I think that's the brilliance in the Shane storyline, because he pretended like he didn't give a fuck about the title, but he clearly was out here killing himself for it. Uh, both guys are on fire. And I, I, honestly, I, this caught me off guard. I figured it'd be good. I think it'd be this great. And I really like the post-match too, because it maybe means more. So Jedi went four and a quarter on this. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's one of the best ECW matches we've seen by far. It is. And it's Shane Douglas's best match. Uh, hands down. Yeah. Um, like he was fucking perfectly brilliant and amazing in this match. And it takes a lot for me to say that, and you know that, but he has fully won me over. Like, he was there. He did not misstep. Everything. His wrestling was on point. He looks fucking amazing. Um, I mean, he built the match. Did I lose you? No. Okay, sorry. Mine beeped at me, so I'm afraid the... No, you're good. Okay, you're good. Okay. So, and he just built it. Like, so, Scorp would have to take these breaks because... Scorp's a good wrestler, very good wrestler, but he gets gassed easy. And mm-hmm. so he needs breaks. And so he built them in. And Shane does a really good job at like just staying in the ring, just like, all right, come back, come back. And then he keeps coming back. And they find a way to elevate it each time he comes back. And then by the end, they're just dropping all these tremendous bombs on each other. Nobody wants to give it up. Um, the fucking. When Scorpio did not cover after that first moonsault, I was screaming. <laughs> I was like, not this shit again, Scorpio. Oh, he always does it. How, how does he never learn? And it's just so, it's just like that pure reaction. Um, and then he kept doing it. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. And I was sure it was going to be a draw. And I, I totally bit on the time limit thing. And I'm like, God, please don't be a draw. Like, this has been so good. Shane's been so good. And then he fucking wins. Like, straight up just fucking wins. Clean. And then, like, stands up and cuts that tremendous promo. Like, awesome shit. None of the delusional shit that I hate. All of the awesome shit that I love. And just totally kills it. When he asked Scorp to put the belt on him, I'm like, oh, God. Okay. That was dumb. But, like, I'm like, okay, we already know what's going to happen. He's going to attack him. But it was still good. Like, I could see that part come, but it was still good. I, I, it, it was tremendous. Uh, I was blown away. Can't believe it. Like, four and one quarter stars, Matt. Yeah, uh, th- this was uh, tremendous stuff all around. Like when people say that, you know, oh, I-, I really like Shane Douglas. Like this is the type of stuff they're talking about because yes. he can, he can he can do stuff like this. He just mm-hmm. really ha- hasn't yet. And I was going to ask you guys if this was the best Shane Douglas match you had watched because oh, for for me it, it certainly is. I I can't think of another one that really comes close. To, I'd uh, say to the be- Jenny, the closest one maybe the first one we watched because you went four on that. Yeah, but the it wasn't this. Cross. Yeah, and I hated him. 
but <laughs> but like you know he did that night what he did on this night a great match and then a fucking tremendous promo like directly after blows my mind that right. he can do that I mean, it's just, this match was fantastic. I mean, and again, another match. I don't know if you, JT, have ever heard of this one. I hadn't. Like, I, I knew they had wrestled each other, but, like, I had never heard that this match was this great, you, you know? No, it's just, it, it's it's unbelievable. It, it came out of nowhere for me. It just, I mean, great wrestling. The spots were brutal. Scorpio got the shit kicked out of him with that that gourd buster on the, on the railing and then the... Uh, the power bomb on the floor and then him hitting the table that didn't break. Like, right. Uh, uh, I wonder if he got paid extra. He asked knowing that he absolutely didn't, but <laughs> like ju- just uh, a great fucking match. The post match promo was incredible. Uh, Sh- Shane's a good promo. Who knew? I mean, <laughs> it's just, yeah, uh, a great fucking match. Uh, I went four and a half on this. Nice. So just awesome stuff all around. And I don't want to discredit, like, we're sitting here saying, oh, great promo after. Like, to wrestle that match yes, right. at, like, 20-plus minutes and then cut that fucking mm-hmm. promo, like... Mm-hmm. It, and it I mean, came it, from his soul, y'all. Totally. Like, and I bought it. Like, yep. all of it. <laughs> no, it was... You could tell he's just pissed. at yeah. WWF. Like, he's yep. really pissed. And he's he is taking it out on everyone else. Uh, he actually had a match of Return of the Funker 95 against Marty Jannetty that I went four stars on. Jenny went three. Mm. Um, that's the closest I can find other than the night the line was crossed. He's got a couple at Sandman, flirted with like three and a half-ish. Uh, straight up, though, uh, he had a match with Cactus. You went four. I went three and a half mm-hmm. earlier this year. Mm-hmm. You, his grades have ticked up since his return. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's well, clear. Well, yeah. I mean... Yeah. So, yeah, but so this is better. definitely his best singles match composite weight. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing touches it uh, solo wise. So, uh, I mean, yeah, he's he's been great since he's come back. He's been on fire. And I'm hoping for more of these guys. And there's some history here, too, because don't forget, they fought in the finals right. of the mm-hmm. NWA title tournament back in mm-hmm. August of 94 when Shane won and christened the title, uh, the promotion to Extreme Chairs of Wrestling. So my fear is that this goes to his head. And that he starts getting into that shit that I don't like, you know, I want him to like find like his spot to like not be insane and stupid and talk shit and do dumb shit, but like just be a solid champ and do whatever you want to do. But like, don't fuck it up. That's how I feel. All right. Well. We'll see. I kind of like, too, that he's, like, doing this. Like, they're really elevated. The TV title's always been well-regarded and respected mm-hmm. since we've been mm-hmm. watching. But they're really working hard to elevate it here, too, with this. Right. Yes. Like, the TV title's now with Shane Douglas, Scorpio. You know, it's it's just, like, at a little bit higher level than it had been, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps with some of the stuff you're talking about, Jenny, where uh, he's not just going on about the world title and making ECW this. Like, now he's in the TV division, and it trickles down the importance because we got big stuff happening on top with Raven and uh, Tommy Dreamer and Sandman and all this stuff. And then underneath, we have fucking Shane Douglas in the secondary right, title. Right. It's like it just makes it feel even more important, right? It's like and Hulk that's Hogan, spot. world champion, and then you got Ultimate Warrior with the IC belt. Like, <laughs> right? It's mm-hmm. like you got stars on both both ends. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, all right. Speaking of stars, <laughs> down, down the card, here we go. Um, we have Sabu taking on Rob Van Dam. So this is a respect match rematch. We've seen the battle before and had great results. And now Joey says the loser must show respect and shake hands with the winner. RVD goes to the legs to start. Sabu punches free and yanks RVD to the map. We head outside where Sabu runs into the railing, flies into him with a springboard air Sabu. RVD pushes free and rolls inside as Sabu regroups on the floor. He hangs RVD upside down between the ropes and guillotines him with the back of his head slamming onto an open chair. It's mm. fucking sick. Sabu puts RVD on the top rope, smacks him with a chair, and takes him off with a hurricanrana. Sabu grabs the arm and goes up, uh, ends up working into a springboard DDT. RVD ends up in the crowd. Sabu dives in after him, but RVD swats him down with a chair. He crawls back inside and sets up two chairs, then just leaps over them as somersault senton <laughs> into Sabu on the floor. RVD gets two on a suplex, and the two trade strikes on their knees until RVD goes to the eyes. 
Hits a perfect bow and arrow after a nice fight where he forced Sabu to put his arms back. RVD gets a leg lace, but Sabu comes back with a spin kick for two. RVD cuts him down, but Sabu twists away, hits a slingshot back elbow for two, and then grabs the arm. Sabu hits a moonsault press for an air fall, follows a slingshot moonsault for another air fall. RVD stops him with a kick and hits a power bomb for two. Goes up top, but Sabu just throws the chair at his head and then drop kicks him to the corner. RVD goes back up, and Sabu leaps and crotches himself across the top rope. RVD leaps off and takes him down to Hurricanrana, with Sabu's leg banging into the chair. RVD hangs Sabu over the edge of the apron, puts a chair at his face, and spikes it with a guillotine leg drop. Sabu kicks RVD out of the air, pushes him into the apron. Sabu hits a sunset flip powerbomb to the floor. He sets RVD up on the table into the crowd and hits an amazing springboard splash through it. Mm-hmm. It was a great spot. Sabu drags RVD back in and gets a slingshot somersault leg drop for two. RVD battles back and hits a brain buster with the middle buckle, but only gets two. RVD gets caught up top, and Sabu snaps him down with a gross cutter. It looks like it broke his neck. Sabu follows with a perfect triple jump moonsault, but he's knees as he hits, and he's really hurting in pain. Sabu goes up top, but RVD blocks him as another brain buster off the middle rope for two. RVD hits a split-legged moonsault and wins the match clean. I mean, just a massive win. The crowd was unsure and kind of shook, actually. Uh, both guys are slow to get up after that one. Just a big beating. We clip ahead where Paul Lee's coming out and talking to Sabu. Paul says this is not part of the show. It's a man who's been seriously injured, but fought away from paramedics to honor the stipulation of respect. RVD comes back out and Sabu offers to shake his hand, but RVD smacks his hand, says he doesn't respect Sabu, that he's a piece of shit, and then he walks off. So this was obviously a star maker match for RVD, uh, on par with the first one that we saw. A lot of big spots and wild shit all over the place. Uh, still a little clunky and sloppy, but it works for these guys. And it's a big moment to show Sabu's beatable. RVD gets a massive win and some newfound respect and an interesting twist. So Jenny went three and a half on this. Uh, again, it's more about RVD getting the win. Uh, I thought it was on par with the previous one. I'm still waiting for him to go kind of next level. I don't think we've hit it yet. I think they got more in them and we'll see. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. Like I had that same thought, like there's another match of these guys, but this is like real good. <laughs> if you're going to count this as a, a middle match. Because RVD don't give a fuck who Sabu is. <laughs> like, he's he's pretty much matching him. I mean, like, he he shit some, but um, he's not fucking around either, really, with Sabu. Um, Sabu <laughs> just doing the Sabu things that look amazing. And um, I never, ever get tired of watching him jump off of a chair or the rope or the apron or anything ever because he's the best at it. Um, (laughs) Except for when he crotches himself accidentally, which was fun. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. Um, The sunset flip down to the concrete floor. That was sick. And then the table in the front row, Um, the springboard length, he did that triple jump. He came, the motherfucker went all the way across the ring on that last one, just to eat knees. That was sick. That was awesome. And then um, the disrespect in the split leg moonsault to beat Sabu. Ooh, that was sassy. And uh, RVD don't want to shake hands and thinks that Sabu's a piece of shit. I'm like, okay, that's. Okay, okay, I see you, RVD. And then goes and finds Fonzie in the crowd and then wants to hook up with this asshole. I'm like, I'm <laughs> oh, we'll get so- to that in a minute. We'll get what? to that in a minute. Uh, well, but I think you did make a good point in there about um, RVD, like, not being afraid or, like, not oh. impressed by Sabu. Like, mm-hmm. everyone is always, like, there's an aura about Sabu. It's almost like uh, Undertaker-esque in this world. Um and RVD just punches him in the mouth. He's like, I don't yeah. give a shit. He, he he just really don't care and he can back it up. <laughs> obviously, um, uh, it looks real bad when Paul Heyman has to say, "Hey, come out here and shake this guy's hand." <laughs> like, no, fuck you. <laughs> but I went three and a half on the match, Matt. Yeah, uh, very, very similar match to the last one that we saw that they had. Uh, good stuff, sloppy at points. Uh, really was all about RVD getting a win over Sabu, a massive win over Sabu. I mean, that's 
that's massive. There's not too many people who have beaten Sabu, so a uh, big win for RVD. Uh, the springboard slash to the uh, to the crowd was absolutely uh-huh. ridiculous, and and Sabu hit it flush. Uh, just fantastic stuff. Um, it was at this point I I asked a question. Uh, is the floor of the ECW arena wet? Because like the last three matches, every time they've gone to the outside, they uh, every wrestler has come up with <laughs> some sort of stain on their pants. Uh, I, I don't want to know what it is. I'm assuming it's some combo of like beer, blood, piss, and semen would be my guess. <laughs> but right. like it's happened like the last three matches, and it was very distracting to me. Um, but yeah, I, uh, uh, again, similar match to the last one. So I gave it a uh, similar rating. I went three and a quarter on this. There was stuff that I liked more about this one uh, compared to the last one and stuff that I liked less. But uh, in, in the end, very similar match. So similar rating, three and a quarter. It feels like they're on the doorstep of like a breakout right? Yeah. match. Yep. Like they're almost there. It's like we just, just need to hit it. You know they can do it. I just feel like if Sabu wasn't always so broken, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. feel like the man is on death's door at every fucking match that I watch of his. Like, and I, that's by design, maybe. I, I'm not. I'm unsure if I'm supposed to feel that way, but I always do. Uh, so as you as you hinted at a minute ago, Jenny, out comes Fonzie, blown his whistle, and RVD shakes his hand and says he respects him. Ugh. Taz comes out behind Fonzie and stands, stares in the aisle, stands in the aisle, staring at Sabu. And RVD whispers to Fonzie as Paul tries to help Sabu. So kind of an intense moment with Taz, who's been really calling out Sabu left and right, mm-hmm. uh, watches him as he's maybe a, as one of his weakest points um, in the ring. And then with RVD also kind of trolling a bit, too, with pouring on the fire of Sabu by shaking hands with his enemies. Mm. Did not like this. No, no, I, I, I don't so, yeah, want to. I don't want to give Fonzie any sort of like encouragement or like. <laughs> I don't. He don't need a stable. Like we're not doing that. His whistle. I want to shove it up his fucking ass, always. So fuck him. I mean, uh, I get it. F- Fon- Fonzie can be a lot. I, I get it, <laughs> but like. <laughs> I, I kind of like it because, you know, R- RVD's not the best talker in the world, so you got to kind of put him with somebody. Mm-hmm. And Fonzie is like the complete polar opposite to RVD's uh, low-key, laid-back stoner attitude, so it kind of works for me. <laughs> so to have someone manic, to have someone manic speaking for him, like I don't know. Yeah, I just hate him. <laughs> He's the best. All right, main event time. As the Eliminators team with Brian Lee to take on Tommy Dreamer and the Gangsters. So tells you a lot of what they think of this feud, that they put it over the world title match, over yeah. Sabu RVD, mm-hmm. over Shane Douglas Scorpio. This feud has been burning for a while with these guys and, of course, plays off the Long Island stuff as well. Joey says the Bruce Brothers have been suspended, so the Eliminators were selected by Lee to step in. I'm fine with that. Man, hopefully it's permanent. The gangsters and Tommy come barreling out with weapons. We waste no time with the massive gang fight. All six brawling in the ring. The weapons is loaded with hate. Natural Born Killers continues to ring out as Dreamer struts around between weapon shots. The crowd is super into it. Joey says in WCW they use coffee. In ECW they use the whole machine. Cronus hits a nice springboard moonsault to the floor into Tommy. Brawling, uh, the brawling rages on around ringside into the crowd as the music finally fades as Lee is pummeling on Tommy. All standard ECW walk brawling here. Alternating partners showcasing different guys in the ring. Saturn misses a big top rope knee drop, and Mustafa drops on a big power slam. Mustafa abuses Saturn in the ring. The other four just roam around. Lee and Tommy find their way to the ring, where Lee is pounding him with various weapons, but Tommy survives. Lee and Tommy end up in the nest as the teams go at it in the ring. Lee suplexes Tommy through a table and throws him off the balcony. A lot of cuts back and forth here. Cronus is insane as bashes Mustafa with a jug of water while dancing around and screaming. Tommy's busted. And I kind of like Cronus and Mustafa. They're like kind of the dopes of the two teams. Yeah, they are. Like, <laughs> New Jack and Saturn are just like these serious yeah. pinky in the brain vibes on both teams. Uh, <laughs> Cronus and Mustafa. <laughs> Tommy's busted open and makes it back to the ring. He gets a power slam on Saturn, but misses a top rope splash. Saturn gets a top rope knee drop and Tommy's reeling. Everyone gets to the ring for a moment as a brawl rolls on. Everyone's completely drained and dragging as things wind down. Tommy DDTs Lee and then loads a pile driver, but Stevie comes in and super kicks him in the back of the head. That looks like it hurt. Saturn 
I'm sorry, Stevie does the Shawn Michaels pose, but Beulah and Komodo come in and grab a double testicular claw and drag him off. <laughs> they also bring out a cinder block and leave it in the ring. Tommy gets the cinder block, puts it on Lee's nuts, and smashes it with the chair for payback. But Saturn makes a save on the count. Saturn pile drives Tommy and then throws the block on his chest. Saturn sets up a table. Then they head up on the ropes. Tommy counters and DDT Saturn to the table. But Cronus breaks up the pin. And then in comes New Jack, uh, who finishes with a leaping chair shot. So a pretty usual ECW weapons brawl here. Uh, but this had a little more to it, especially at the end. I thought we had a good payoff to the cinder block nut shot as well. Tommy gets a needed win. He was the focal point of the show in the match. But everyone was pretty good. The crowd loved it. And a strong way to end a very good show. So Matt went two and three quarters. Uh, this was shaping up to be just kind of that walk brawl that I've kind of not been enjoying lately. But I thought the back end of the match carried a bit. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what helped it for me was the back end. Uh, I, I liked that uh, as far as the whole show goes, this was really like the only one of those type of matches we had, the, the big walking brawl. But at the same time, I, I, I thought parts of it, especially the beginning, were kind of just standard for this type of match which you know given who's involved and how much we've enjoyed this feud i think was a bit of a disappointment and like i I wasn't expecting like a four-star match or anything by any stretch but i I thought given all the heat and how great uh the gangsters eliminators feud could have been uh you know i I was expecting a little bit more and maybe they were holding back because dreamer and lee were involved who knows but like, I still think the ending was good enough, uh, you know, to make it more than worth your while. But uh, the pace at the beginning was just it was it was a lot. And again, this is a long match too. a lot of long matches on this uh, show. This is another one. This one went like just a hair over 20 minutes, I think. And we didn't have a lot of matches like this was right. a pretty short card for most yep. of big events. Like we only had seven matches, which isn't many. Usually we have. I think closer to 10 a lot of time. So mm-hmm. to your point, yeah, like he's got a lot more time than usual. Right. And uh, again, it, it was good enough, but I think given how much I've enjoyed the Gangsters Eliminators feud, I was expecting a little bit more. But, you know, still a perfectly fine uh, match So uh, and a good way to end the show. So I went uh, right down the middle, two and a half. Yeah, and it's, it's seven matches, but one was an Eclipse even too. So it's, it's really six. And like Hostile City Showdown had eight. Mm-hmm. Queens Boulevard had nine. You know, so like we're definitely significantly less than than our standard shows. And this show is like longer mm-hmm. like at like two hours, 40 minutes, I think, something like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I think I'm a little bit higher on it than you guys. I, the variety of weapons was fun because we got a lot of different things, I feel like, with the coffee machine and the hockey stick and the cinder blocks and we even did eggs and you know we got some guardrail in there which i always like uh a telephone at one point with a corded <laughs> corded telephone so i like the diversity of weapons in this um i like the use of the eagle's nest I always do pop for that um at one at one point when they throw tommy out in the crowd there's an old lady like right there <laughs> at like rings like a straight up old lady and i'm like holy yeah, shit who, who brought their grandma to ecw like for real she must have got her dates confused she thought it was bingo night <laughs> yeah i mean she was like I don't know. I, I couldn't tell if she was like into it or like really, really scared and confused about what was <laughs> happening. Uh, you never know. But um, man, Saturn's so much fun to watch. I mean, all these guys are. And yeah, I would agree that I think there's more for the gangsters and the eliminators to do. So, you know, I didn't mind them mixing it up with Tommy and, and Brian Lee here. But yeah, I think they have probably a maybe a better match in them, hopefully going forward um i like the ending a lot i like the clean win so i did two and three quarter stars all right good stuff so another show <clears throat> is behind us and as usual big stuff happens the one thing we didn't get tonight was like a huge angle i mean i guess we got the yeah. scorpio dog bus mm-hmm. we usually feel like we on a lot of these shows lately we've been getting that one big classic moment uh which we did not have tonight but we did have a lot of great matches it was a, a very enjoyable show. So let's get into our awards before we wrap things up. Uh, well, you know what? Before we do that, Jenny, why don't you tell us what you got going on? Anything you want to plug? 
Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so on my podcast feed, it's called The Jenny Position. Uh, I have a lot of great shows. We have a whole month of horror movies on Freak Out Drive-In for the month of October. So every Friday, you get a new live watch on that. Uh, you both have done uh, movies separately on there and those were really fun so y'all should listen to those uh there's also a halloween edition of uh you heard about pluto where we watched the adams family the original one um so that was really cool too and uh there's also a halloween themed talk and pop with me and tim going through a bunch like a grab bag stuff so um get all your halloween shit in uh, on the jenny position <laughs> I want to plug the if you heard about Pluto episode with Andrew Reich, yeah, uh, that you did on Dawson's Creek, which I really yes. enjoyed. Um, I was a, I was a creaker, uh, so listen to I mean Reich is like a I call him the walk in Wikipedia because he just uh, knows every fun fact you could possibly know uh, about that and many other things. But he was he was voluminous uh, with his information <laughs> about that show. He just uh, behind he the kept scenes me on my toes stuff. for sure. Yeah, it was even just like little behind the scenes stuff, you know, mm-hmm. just you know, just stuff you know. So, uh, but it was a really fun listen. I really enjoyed that episode. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> mhm. Matt, anything you want to talk about? Well, uh, speaking as someone who's like a walking ass Jeeves, I mean, it's <laughs> good for him on being a walking walking Wikipedia. But uh, <laughs> you can find me over on the PTBN wrestling feed on YouTube Roulette's uh, the currently on hiatus Highway to the Impact Zone. Uh, check out the last episode of that for. Uh, a little while uh, over on the pop feed. You could find me on my show that I host piece of the action, which is a action movie live watch podcast should have a new episode of that coming out in the month of November. And uh, you can find me on the Twitter machine at MSUSA 1991. All right. Very good. And right here on the North South connection, we have stuff dropping almost each and every day. Uh, <clears throat> this weekend alone, we have some good stuff coming up. We have, you know what that means? Our AEW podcast, with the aforementioned Rish and Jordan Duncan, breaking down all things All Elite. Also, should be a new episode of 90210 No So coming up this weekend, too. Always uh, fun with that one. Me and Tim and the guests go through the history of Beverly Hills. 90210 and new No Holds Bar dropping this weekend, where myself and Aaron George rank all of the best November WD pay-per-view workers of all time. And then, the uh, of course, every Sunday, Second Print Comics comes at you in the mornings and at night is our next installment of the Cronoso series, WDPG era. So it'll cover the next week of television of Raw SmackDown and ECW from where we left off last month. So, of course, tons coming at you. On Monday, we'll have a new now entering the Rumble, myself and Aaron, uh, digging into the next competitor there, too. So lots and lots of stuff for you each and every day. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a rating and a review. We would very much appreciate you spreading the word. All right. Let's go ahead and do our awards. Best match. Sounds like we're all pretty much in agreement on this one with Douglas and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Yes. 100%. All right. Worst match. Hack Myers and Axel Rotten versus Smith and Guido is what I had. Yeah. Also, it doesn't feel fair, but, you know. Yeah. No, it's 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 plenty fair. That's the worst match. <laughs> uh, best moment. I, I had two. I had Shane's powerbomb on the floor, which is just disgusting. And then I had RVD's clean win, like such a moment for him to beat Zebu clean. You know, we've seen him started to climb the ladder a bit, but that's like, uh, all right, this guy's a player and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, yeah, I had to go with uh, Shane's post-match promo. Yeah, that too. Right? I went with uh, Shane powerbombing Scorpio and Sabu's dive into the crowd mm-hmm. through, the ta- through the table. A lot of great spots. All right, most 90s, I went with uh, Stevie Richards and Blue Mini cosplaying as Shawn Michaels and Diesel. <laughs> I went with that um, WWF shirt um, mm. that Scorpio pulls out. Uh, during uh, Shane Douglas and Too Cold Scorpio, I noticed a guy in the crowd uh, wearing a Kerry Collins Panthers jersey. Wow. So uh, had had to pick that guy. <laughs> yes, very 90s. That was out of date in the 90s. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> All right, stock rising. I went with uh, Smith and Guido just for the gimmick. Pitbull to <laughs> Shane Douglas, Scorpio, and RVD. I thought they all had great nights. Um, I would probably add Mikey. Mm. I, I guess I, I take it for granted every episode. I like yeah. never put him, but he's always like just like rocks hard. I just always put him. So I would add Jericho to that list too. Yep, Jericho. Jericho for sure. 
Uh, stock falling, guess with the the cane man, the Godfather, and uh, sir, he won his match, but okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I thought everybody was like kind of real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was tough for me. I I, I ended up kind of going Damian Kane by default, <laughs> just because. I'm gonna go LPR. Fuck y'all. There you. Go. <laughs> All right, final grade. That's a great show, um, but it was missing just a couple of things like we talked about. Right, one is. Uh, it didn't have that vintage classic ECW moment. And like, I don't know if it's fair to hold it against it, um, but it's true that we've got accustomed to it. Like every show, we've had the monumental stuff happen. And this felt almost a little bit like not as big a show because of it. Uh, so that, and then also, um, I, I think I was just like a notch below on some of these matches that would have made it pop, right? So like RVD Sabu, three and a half, three and a quarter on the Jericho. So I, I think it's like a t- tick lower to make this like an all-timer. As is, I still went seven out of 10. Like it's a great show for sure. And I love, I love Scorpio Douglas. Uh, but that, that's where I landed on a, on a fall grade. So I think I'm going to do seven and a half. Um, just because, yeah, I, I feel like we're missing... Like you said, it doesn't have to be like an iconic moment, but just like some sort of segment or some sort of interview or like something. Um, just even introduce the show, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but it just seems like there was a little bit something missing. But a, a, a run of like great matches in the middle of the show there, so it's hard to fucking complain about it. Um, I'm going to do this seven and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm at seven and a half too. Uh, two great matches. I mean, the the best Shane Douglas match ever. I mean, that right? has to count for something. True. And I mean, even with the the uh, disappointing main event, I, I still think it's more than worth your time. And uh, Shane Scorpio is must watch. So seven and a half for me. All right, so that'll do. We'll be back in two weeks' time. We're going to have, what do we got, three weeks of TV, I believe, following this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll hit that, and then we'll be on our way toward our next big show. So for Jenny and Matt, I'm JT. Hope you enjoy this. Stay extreme. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Take care. And show some respect to God. Until I got incarcerated, kind of scary. C-74, Mark 8, set me straight. Not able to move behind the great steel gate. Time to contemplate, damn, where did I fail? All the money I stacked was all the money for bail. Me and I respect to all the one man, them. All of the one man, them. Keep one man, friend. I'm a fire for mercy. I'm a fire for my loan. Keep in power. I'm a fire for my loan. Keep in power. to all the one man, them. One man alone. Keep one man, friend. I'm a fire for my loan. Keep in power.